Coming at you live from the 93.7 The Ticket studio in the heart of Lincoln, America, and online at theticketfm.com, this is the Junior Achievement Hour. All right, welcome back into Ticket Weeknights. I am Harrison Arns running the ones and twos. We got Tyson Jenkins and Tony Roop both in here from Junior Achievements. And again, if you guys want to join the show, start at text line 402-464-5685, as well as we're streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 951. So again, plenty of ways to join the show and learn more about teammates because this will be the last show um, for now. So again, be sure to pay attention. Go to TicketFM.com in case you missed any of the past podcasts. Uh, be sure to follow all those. But welcome you guys in. How's it going? Good. How are you? Absolutely. It's uh, it's nice. I will say this much. You're in August and you're in the 70s and 80s. That's that's pretty good August. <laughs> I've been enjoying Until it. Tomorrow. <laughs> Until tomorrow. Until yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, this weekend's going to be brutal. Yeah. But with that being said, I know Junior Achievements, um, we do want to get some things out in front, uh, some house cleaning. We do have an upcoming dinner and auction. Uh, the 93.7 ticket is going to be participating in that. Yeah. Should be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why don't you guys go ahead and explain a little bit about when that's happening and what's going down. Yeah. So every year we do our biggest annual fundraiser. Um, uh, this year, it's at the Cornhusker Hotel on Friday, September 22nd from about 6 to 9. Uh, so there's still, I think there's like four tables available. And then there's some individual ticket sales that are available as well if people want to join. But it's essentially just a dinner cocktail hour from 6 to 7. Then we open up with a program. Um, Derek Peace. Pearson is going to be our MC for that evening, and then we'll have, you know, the ticket there the entire time with all of your Husker Hall of Famers just to kind of sit there and help us with our live auction and all of those things. And so really the success of this night kind of kickstarts our fiscal year, our school year off to a great start. It gives us a great opportunity to kind of re-engage some of our volunteers, our huge corporate support support partners supporters, partners, (laughs) um, and have them at the table and just really kind of honor the work that some of them have done in the past. So absolutely. And where can they go to find those? You said there's some tickets and tables left. Yep. You can go to lincoln.ja.org and Via that, if you go to our events tab, that will give you the option to purchase a ticket or table. Absolutely. Lincoln.ja.org. And again, I'll have that in the podcast notes as well for any of you guys that want to join in. Uh, But Tyson, do you have anything to add to that as well? It's a... the night is really nice. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's a lot of fun. The tickets can be doing a live broadcast during that yep. actual cocktail mm-hmm. hour, and then as we move forward, it's really um, our mission in regards to impacting students for financial literacy, work readiness, and entrepreneurship is based in the nonprofit model, right? So we don't charge schools, we don't charge students. Everything we do is completely free in that, and that's predicated on two things: it's it's our volunteers that are willing to go into a classroom. And sit in front of some students from K to 12 and give them their own kind of actual experience, what that looks like. And then the material related to that and all of that as provided totally free is related to events like dinner and auction. So our ability to fundraise for that allows us to continue that mission we've been doing in Lincoln going on 52 years now. So it's events like this, our Bullathon, our Golf Classic that we do out through the year that really helps us continue that mission and be a staple for the students of the city of Lincoln and the surrounding areas for years and years, not only this year, but years to come. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, like I said, it's it's going to be an exciting event. Ticket will be there, um, be cocktails as well. So you can sit there. <laughs> it's uh, an open and, bar. Yeah. So. Oh, open bar as yeah. well. So yeah. that should definitely get some people. Take advantage when you yeah. can. <laughs> <laughs> should be a lot of fun. Um, but I know uh, there's obviously always a need for mentors. So right now, as you're kind of going into school, you're getting everything ready. You know, 
what is your kind of list look like? How many more mentors are you guys oh, needing gosh. to continue to grow this thing out? Yeah. So last year, just in the city of Lincoln, to include both the uh, the private schools and the and the LPS, we we impacted about eighteen thousand students. Oh wow. So it is it's a large number. Our footprint is big in regards to our ability to follow students from K through twelve, and that's only growing. Um, our the demand for us in the classrooms increases year to year and year. And that's a testament to not just the curriculum itself that meets that kind of gap. You know, the schools are really good at concentrating on, you know, those STEM types of things and mathematics and hard science and all the rest of that, which is super important. But the ability for somebody to understand their impact in the workforce or how they spend their money is not necessarily in a textbook. And our need for individuals in the community that are not necessarily to give an academic point of view, but a personal point of view in mm-hmm. regards to this is what I not only do for a job, but this is how I, how I live my life. This is how I balance my budget. This is how I uh, impacts my family on the financial decisions I make is beyond just a numerical thing that we can state. And our need for volunteers that are willing to go into a classroom, because there's not a lot of opportunities for that anymore. Schools are somewhat in a little in a, in a vacuum regards to the community and how we can get in there and we're one of those few avenues for that and to be a volunteer and either go into a an elementary classroom and and kind of talk to those kids and, and you know see their faces light up and get the thank you notes and the hugs and all the rest of it the altruistic kind of take back from that is, is gigantic mm-hmm. or to go into a middle school and a high school and be a little bit more challenged and step outside of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and be able to talk about as a business, when I make a decision, I have to weigh, you know, these business ethic decisions of what's good for my shareholders and my bottom line and what is my obligation to my community and how do I make that decision as a business really gets those kids to stop and pause and think about, oh, when I see this happen on Twitter or whether I see it on Instagram or something like that, there's a story behind that and be able to talk about how a corporation or even a small business makes those decisions really gives people pause to think about beyond just, oh, this is what I see on the street or, oh, this is what I see on the on the internet or social media. And it can trigger them because they are our future leaders. And this is one of those few avenues where they can step back and pause and think, I remember when I was in junior achievement in middle school or high school or in elementary school that we talked about this. And we hear these stories all the time, either from our volunteers that 20 years ago they were in junior achievement or from people that or kids we meet now. And they'll say, I'll meet a high school kid now that says, oh, I remember junior achievement in fifth grade. And we talked about this and this and this, and it's followed me. And I made this decision to go to college for this or for that. And it can be tied back to that, that volunteer, that one little moment in time when you were standing in front of those kids and talking about, entrepreneurship or career readiness or this is how you apply for a job or this is why you spend money this way and not that way it's is immeasurable and it's those little stories that that qualitative impact that really rings true yeah absolutely and uh you know you, you guys if you go to lincoln.ja.org you, you guys do list some stats um i know you said you can't always measure it but you can measure some things yeah um and it's always it's always amazing to see how much better some of these uh junior achievements when they have that class how much better they do um about 69 percent of them end up with their dream career compared to about 25 percent as the average american mm-hmm. um which to me is just incredible you know to actually yeah. land your dream career um because it's something that i'm blessed with that i can do this um, but not only that you know it's also teaching that financial literacy 
And if you just kind of look around today, you know, right now would be a great time to have a good sense of financial yeah. literacy. Right. It's, yeah. it's really expensive. It's hard to get by right now. Even adults are struggling. Um, so having those lessons of teaching financial literacy and having it stick with them, you know, and get that idea that I can start a business is early as high school, if you know, yeah. if I have the means to do so, all those kind of things. So, you know, when you're talking about junior achievements and you're talking about all the goals you guys have, you know, what is it to you that you think makes those classes so exciting for the students? Because you're teaching financial literacy. Yeah. It's not necessarily going to ring off as a super fun class, but the kids always seem to love when you guys come in there. It yeah. seems to work out great. They do better in the long run. What do you think is it about that 45 minutes to an hour uh, that really sticks with those kids? Yeah. So I think the difference is, for one, like financial literacy doesn't have to mean math, right? Like mm -hmm. it's it to me, it is understanding the world around you and the place that you that you fit into that world around you. So it's making smart decisions. It's understanding the money that you have come in, the money that you have coming out and just having an ultimate goal for the rest of your life. So a lot of us don't like to think that far ahead because it's kind of scary. But the more we think towards what we're working towards, the more, you know, these seems like this seems like a baby step, you know, so just helping them realize like, this isn't scary. Math doesn't have to be hard. This truly isn't math. This is just making plans and making decisions for your future that makes sense to you and makes sense for the future that you want to create. I think what makes it successful in schools is that it's not the teacher teaching it, right? So, you know, in the middle and high school space, it's somebody, they're so impressionable and we're bringing in people from the field that know exactly how this all works. They know how to maneuver the market and all of these different things. And they're coming in and they're talking to students and they're talking to them in a way of like, I'm going to meet you where you're at. And right now, you know, you're a junior in high school and you haven't thought further than just, you know, waiting tables or whatever, but sooner or later you're going to have a family or you're going to be opening a business and you're going to have to have all of these things that you make decisions on in this in a split second, really. I mean, think of how often we make decisions and it's just quick. Mm -hmm. um, and so just helping students feel confident in themselves. And I think that's the biggest thing that, you know, we hear on a national level that Junior Achievement does is they help students feel confident in making decisions, making money and life decisions in a split second and knowing that they have the background around it to sit here and say, okay, I feel good that I made that choice. I feel good that I invested into that and things like that. So I think that's the huge difference is we're not, the curriculum's great, but we're bringing in people that do this every day that have, you know, lived it and they can bring it in and say, hey, here's how you implement it and here's what I wish I learned when I was your age. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, another stat that kind of backs that up, you know, 64% of average Americans are living to paycheck to paycheck. It's only about 46% of J alumni. So another awesome stat that really yeah. backs up what you guys are teaching. Because um, like I said, a lot of times it's a split second purchases. But if you have that financial literacy, that training all through high school, you know, you can sort that out in real time a lot faster. But Tyson, do you have anything to add to that? No, I think that, I mean, Tony really kind of summarized what that is. And then be able to take that in a local point of view. Mm -hmm. So it's one thing to see these corporate or company logos all over the place, but it's another thing when it's in your own backyard. So whether it's a, a local company like Union Bank or Westgate Bank or Bison or Fiserv or Molex, mm -hmm. all these Lincoln kind of foundations of industry and, and financial institutions that really kind of anchors it to Lincoln in that capacity. So, you know, we always were being inundated, particularly in the last year or two about keeping local, 
talent and local kids to stay in Nebraska, to mm-hmm. stay in Lincoln and stuff like that. And this is where that can be super impactful. So when we do things like job shadows or we do things like these upper level classes of economics and career success and internship opportunities and all the rest of that, it really opens the purview that says, oh, maybe I want to go into graphic design or maybe I want to be in IT or maybe I want to be in in some sort of finance role. You can do that in Lincoln, Nebraska. And you don't have to run, you don't have to go to New York. You don't have to go to Chicago. You don't have to go to LA. You don't have to go to Miami. You don't have to go to Houston. There's a lot of opportunity for that here that maybe isn't in front of their eyes Mm -hmm. until this particular moment. And it really... I think that's one of the most impactful things we can do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you talk about the Lincoln community itself, and that's you know one of the reasons I love doing the, this show as long as teammates, as long as many of the others, is this is a great community. You know, Lincoln's got a light of great people, um, and it's great to keep those individuals in. You know, when taking, talking about needing mentors and people to kind of step in and teach these uh, junior junior achievement students, what are you asking from mentors to kind of set them up uh, so they can start teaching a class? Yeah. So it really is very simple. They, you know, either just inquire via our website or inquire via emailing one of us or somebody on our staff and just say, hey, I'm interested. Um, And at that point in time, a program coordinator or one of our directors will reach out and say, hey, we'd love to train you. Is there a certain grade that you're interested in? Here's what we have to offer. Here's the curriculum. And then they just hop on. We've made it really easy the past couple of years, honestly, because we've videoed kind of how to teach each individual lesson. Um, but we're always available to hop on a Zoom call, to meet in person, come to you, you come to us and just kind of talk through any hitches that you have. The nice thing is, is like the curriculum's all there. There's volunteer guides that truly give you anything and everything you could ever want when it comes to how to engage students, how to, you know, kind of take, if there's a certain lesson where students are totally into it, how do you take it a a step further? Um, Or if there's a certain lesson where they're not, you know, kind of jiving with what you're saying, they give you options to kind of pivot and things like that. So there's a ton of options for training to make sure that you're comfortable. There's always somebody that's willing to walk you through to make sure that you feel good going into the classroom. And then the other thing that I always tell people is the teacher is always there. Mm -hmm. So the teacher is always in the classroom to kind of handle any behaviors or anything that you might be apprehensive about. The teachers are there. They know their students. They know to kind of say, okay, let's maybe like, don't worry about this or, you know, these are your kids to call on, things like that. So you have those teachers there to help you facilitate to make sure that it's successful. But I think the ultimate, the most important thing to remember is like the students want to see somebody from the community come in and teach them. So volunteers are wanted. I mean, students want to have them there and it's extremely impactful to have somebody other than the teacher teaching the curriculum. So... Yeah, and our the volunteers that we already have are amazing. We have 600-plus in the community that have been doing this year in and year out. And one thing that they are most willing to do is bring in new volunteers. Mm-hmm. So if you sign up and you're like, okay, I'm willing to do this, but I'm a little bit, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know what it's like to walk into a school, you can go shadow a volunteer. And within six minutes, you're going to realize that, I can do this. It's yeah. not scary. The kids aren't like throwing erasers at me or anything of that nature. They they want, as, as Tony said, they want you to be there. And the minute you're in front of them and they're, they're all eyeballs on you and they're hanging on your word, it can be scary and powerful at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. And the nice thing about the lessons is, yeah, they're structured and it says, 
A, then B, then C, then D. But it gives you a lot of latitude in that regard to add your own anecdotal life experience in regards to, okay, so here's a flashcard about a need or want. And you're talking to the kids, okay, you may need shoes. You may want Jordans, but you need (laughs) shoes. And how you make those decisions going forward. Mm -hmm. And the kids will sit there and they'll just be like, wow, I never really thought about that. Because in a lot of instances, they're reading from a textbook. They're doing something online. It's very regimented. And this is one of those avenues where you can say, this is the goal. We're going from here to there by the end of this 30-minute, 45-minute lesson. But while we're going there, we can meander and we can talk and we can really engage and get them to talk about what they think in that regard. And it will shock you how smart these kids are in a lot of instances about, okay, let's talk about, you know, a need or a want or a good or a service. And they'll come up with things that you like, I never even really thought of that in a capacity. And you all of a sudden, by the end of the 45 minutes, you've gone all the way over here where you never thought you were going to be. But they're going to take that home and you're going to take that home. Mm-hmm. And that's really something that when you walked in, you didn't think it was going to happen. And it can be amazing. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that. And one thing about the public schools, too, is I always hear LPS, like you said, um, is always very supportive and helping you guys yeah. wherever you need. Not only LPS public schools, but also junior achievement. You guys have your own staff to help out. And as you said, about six minutes in, you feel pretty good <laughs> yeah. about teaching the class. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's one thing, you know, I've had talked to Bud multiple times. I know he teaches some classes. Yep. And one of the things you can do is, you know, you can see your own kid in the class and yes. kind of be part of that whole process. I know Bud asked his kid before, do you want me mm-hmm. to teach the class, which is always <laughs> makes me laugh. Uh, but it is really cool. Do you guys see that a lot where you see some of these mentors um, kind of being part of their own kids' development? We have so many that have mm-hmm. followed their kids from kindergarten all the way up. Oh, that's yeah. incredible. So that is a huge opportunity mm-hmm. as well. And it doesn't have to be your kid. It can be niece, your nephew, yeah. your grandkid and stuff like that. And sometimes it gets a little bit of a battle because we'll have more than one parent whose yes. kids are in a room. <laughs> yes. And it's whoever emails that. first that gets gets the opportunity. But it can be. You can. I can adopt a school and say... I'm going to follow my kid through the school or I'm going to adopt this class. And we have so many volunteers that have been going in with Mr. and Mrs. Blank and Blank. And I've been doing it for six years. And we have this reciprocal relationship yeah. where I know that I'm going to go into this classroom in November and teach these second graders at Song or something like that. Or I know that in April, I'm going to have Mr. and Mrs. Blank and Blank and I'm going to be at North Star or something like mm-hmm. that. And those relationships are Amazing. something that you can't quantify either. And so you have... A teacher, a school, follow a kid. The opportunities are endless in that capacity. Absolutely. And again, if you guys want to get involved, go to lincoln.ja.org. I get more information there and find ways to volunteer, sign up, or any way you can do to help. Uh, Also, learn more about the dinner and auction if you're more interested in that. Again, that's going to be taking place soon, and the ticket will be there participating. Some Hall of Famers will be in the room as well. But with that being said, we got to go ahead and throw it to our first break. This is the Junior Achievement Hour. I'm Harrison. we got Tyson and Tony both sitting in studio here with us. We'll catch you guys on the other side of the break. You're listening to the Junior Achievement Hour on 93.7 The Ticket. Now, back to the Junior Achievement Hour on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back into the Junior Achievement Hour. I am Harrison pushing the ones and twos. We got in studio Tyson and Tony, both from Junior Achievement, sitting in here with us. And again, if you guys want to join the show, start him a text line 402 464 5685, as well as we're streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 951. Plenty of ways to get involved. Uh, but over the break, I know we were making a list to get some shout outs. Uh, so I'll go ahead and throw it to you guys. Yeah, Tyson, you. Me. So, yeah. Shout so out. we've talked a little bit about it. Our uh, dinner and auctions coming up. 
just over a month away. And as we talked about kind of the logistics of what that looks like, but it's really not only an opportunity for us to raise money, you know, Mm -hmm. it's an opportunity for us to celebrate the mission of what we do. And that's a couple fold. We're, uh, in regards to this year, we're going to be celebrating our top corporate partners. We're going to have a teacher of the year, both from the private and the public sector. Uh, I kind of top, we have things what we call, uh, we have a lot of companies that adopt schools mm-hmm. and uh, Molex is an excellent example of this. So Molex says, we're adopting Huntington Elementary and every single student that gets JA in Huntington is going to get it by a Molex employee. And they've held to that tradition. For a we long have, time. For a long time, long time. Long before we've been here. Yes. <laughs> um, so we have this thing called a super school. And if you're a super school, that means every single grade in every single classroom had a JA representative in it. And this is a great example of them saying, okay, not only is every single grade K through 5 in Huntington going to have JA, but every single one of those classrooms is going to be uh, represented by a Molex employee. So those are the types of things we're celebrating. But we're also celebrating those those companies and those individuals with a volunteer of the year and a company of the year and making sure that we recognize those companies and those people that not only give their time and their money, but they've long-standingly yeah. demonstrated that junior achievement is part of their culture. Um, so whether it's manufacturing firms like Bison or TMCO that kind of are these linchpins of Lincoln that may be hidden that a lot of, a lot of people may not know about, but mm-hmm. they are impactful not only for their employees and their longstanding culture, but how they give back. Um, Lincoln Industries is another example of that. And then we have these – we have our other corporate sponsors that are just the staples of – they own JA in that regard, and we can always lean on them in that capacity. And whether it's Union Bank or Westgate Bank or like things like the Dormy Network, you know, it's really these, these golf-related type things <laughs> that, that are – that we want to make sure that those individuals that are at that dinner and auction, it's not just about here's some food, here's some wine, maybe some items you can bid on. Here's a picture with them on green or something like that from the <laughs> ticket. But it's really celebrating their impact. Or, you know, we're bringing on new ones, too, like uh, the Beatrice Bakery mm-hmm. is going to be our uh, dessert our dessert sponsor. sponsor this year. So we're opening new doors and new avenues that companies can be, you know, get their brand out mm-hmm. there um, for other companies in town. So it's really kind of this networking opportunity. Mm-hmm. But to say that, you know, we're here, we're in Nebraska, we're not only say, hey, you know, Beatrice Bakery is going to give, you know, desserts. So it's, it's kind of this thing, but it's really about we represent an entrepreneurship a company that's locally represented and were built by people in the state and in this community that rose up and took an opportunity whether you're the person that owns it or you're the person that works there for that there's some pride in that capacity and we want to make sure we celebrate that because the kids that we go out the next day and we go in and we teach the classrooms they're the people that we want to celebrate 20 years from now. And we hope they're in the room. Yeah. And they're the ones that are sitting there and having, you know, a nice little pasta dinner and maybe a little <laughs> bit of, you know, and maybe bidding on an item or two or something right. like that. But it's this reciprocal relationship of building on the next generation that I think that an opportunity like dinner and auction is really a, a showcase for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with that being said, I loved how you tied in the community there. So I think that's such a big part of it. You know, you see a lot of those uh, JA students in there and I think it is good to see them, you know, business owners that are in Lincoln uh, that kind of pique their curiosity. Now, when you're teaching those classes, you know, do you see that a lot where you see some of these kids, you know, getting getting to know their teachers really well um, and just being more generally interested in their own business? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, one of the greatest things about having a JA volunteer in the classroom is students are curious, right? They want to know about what they don't know. And so teachers, they're, they're there and they're giving their all every single day. But when it comes to the things outside of like the day-to-day curriculum that they're expected to know, having a JA volunteer that comes in and, you know, potentially is the CEO of Westgate Bank and they're saying, hey, here's kind of how I did it. You know, mm-hmm. I was sitting in your shoes not too long ago, you know, and here's kind of, here was my mentor, you know, find somebody, be curious, ask questions. You know, curiosity is something that, you have to have we have to be curious about what people are doing and about the things that fuel us and our passions and if we don't do that what do we have so we're ja really just empowers students to kind of connect with the people that come into their classroom ask them questions and really just kind of guide a conversation in a way that students want to take it Um, one of the things i was thinking when tyson was speaking earlier is you know the curriculum is nice for type a people but then if you're more of like a free-spirited person like myself, like you also are able to say, okay, here are my objectives that I need to achieve in the next five lessons, but I can do that in my own way. And that's totally okay. Like if you put the JA curriculum in front of me, I'm like, I cannot like just follow the curriculum. (laughs) I need to know like where I'm going, like what my objective is, but I am, I'm the type of person that I can kind of control it and do it from my own experience and what i found is if i do it by the curriculum it's not as engaging just based on my own personality type but if i do it and i'm talking to like personal experiences and things that i've learned and failures that i've had just expressing that vulnerability to high school students and middle school students that helps them just kind of connect and be like okay i can make mistakes too and she's been through it and she's standing up here and she's just fine so I can do those things like we kind of learn through trial and error and letting students see that it's not just this easy way up to the top like we have to we have to fail and failure is normal and that's okay because there's things to learn when you're down that can bring you to the top yeah and uh, you know I like how you said that it's good to see someone in there that's kind of been in your same shoes right that yeah. can tell you like you know I was where you were and I <laughs> didn't think I was going to own a bank one day but here I am yeah. sitting here owning Westgate and it, it's always really cool to see um, and I kind of want to ask because you, you mentioned a number there but what are you asking from your mentors how much time um, how many classes do you yeah. want them to teach yeah so generally it's about five lessons 35 minutes to 45 minutes a piece. Um, it's pretty simple in the K through five space, five lessons, about 30 minutes max. As you get into that middle school and high school, it changes a little bit. Middle school is four lessons at about 45 minutes a piece. High school, then you get into five lessons, 45 minutes to about an hour. So, yeah. I mean, it kind of depends. Obviously, as you get older in age, the curriculum is a little bit more in depth. There's more conversations. There's students. Students are becoming more curious about, okay, where do I take this from here? Or I've learned about this in the textbook, but tell me your personal experience. Whereas in the K through five space, you know, students are curious, but they're curious probably just because you're a new person in the room and this is a new curriculum to them. You know, financial literacy is something that JA brings to Lincoln Public Schools and to the parochial schools that they don't have. And so as you bring in that volunteer and you're bringing in that new curriculum, you know, students are curious. And that's, I mean, I think that's extremely engaging for the volunteer and for the students. And it makes it something that's 
remarkably memorable for both parties. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything to add to that before we get to <laughs> yeah. the next one? No, I mean, that that sums up in a lot of capacity. Now, you know, as an ex-high school teacher, I'll say this. <laughs> um, that middle school and high school becomes a little more elevated, but in a way that allows for that curiosity and that self-introspection of why people make certain decisions. So one of the high school classes is called career success. And in that you do this journey of you're this intern in this company, this fake company, and these various roadblocks or opportunities come up. And as a class, you kind of discuss about if we go down path A, what may happen? If we go down path B, what may happen? And they make a decision and then the impacts of that decision are relative to the outcome. And it's really thinking in a it's got that linear kind of decision-making if A, then B, then C, then D, but also that predicated decision of, okay, if I make B, D is dependent upon C. And it really challenges them to whether they're mapping that out or they're typing it out or they're just discussing it about how that can go and what that impact is for me personally, whether it's socially, culturally, or community, or what it means to the bottom line of the company, fiscally to, to shareholders or just my ability to keep a position. And those lessons can be life lessons that you'll bring into it. So you have that component, but then there can be just the little component of if I'm going to go in for a job interview, it's beyond maybe just what I put on my resume or maybe what I wear, but mm-hmm. I make eye contact, I shake a hand, I follow, I make follow-up questions. As an individual that has interviewed and hired hundreds of people throughout my career in different aspects, those are important lessons that you can tell right away when somebody fits, sits in front of you, whether or not they know what they're doing in that capacity. Mm-hmm. And this sets them up that even if it's a little trigger, hey, I remember when I was in sixth grade and that JA person came in and said, when I sit down, before I sit down, I should shake hands and I should address that person by that first name. And that little tiny thing can spur so many things going on that I got that job. And because I got that job, I moved on to this elevation. Because I got that, I learned this and I was able to go on my own. I started my own company on this. And whether it's you know, something on uh, Etsy or whether I created, you know, these a TikTok store or something <laughs> like that. There are so many avenues out there for kids now that didn't exist, you know, I'm going to date myself a little bit, <laughs> 20 years ago, 30 years yeah. ago when I was their age and stuff like that, that really can be impactful. And these little tiny tidbits of knowledge and lesson can grow a garden within them that you can't see. And as a volunteer, you may walk away with a couple of thank you cards, but you may not know that 20 years from now, that kid who is now an adult that is making this decision will be tied back from what that you did in that classroom on this date back in 2023. Absolutely. And you know, you kind of talking about that. It's, it's one thing. And I, I kind of get this feeling. Um, I'm younger. I'm 24. And I kind of get this feeling <laughs> oh, around okay. with a lot of people my age. <laughs> I was trying to put anyone down. But um, nonetheless, it feels like everyone's really thirsty to figure out how do I handle my money? You yeah. Know, I know a lot of people right now. It's tight. There's way too many people I know that are paycheck to paycheck. That's just not a fun spot to be. So, you know, when you're teaching those kids, what do you think it is for you guys um, that really gets them so excited and have that thirst? You know, what are you surprised by um, by these students? Because you mentioned it before, you're kind of surprised by how smart you know some mm-hmm. of them were. Um, you know, what does kind of that look like when you're leaving those classrooms and kind of on the brighter side? What are you impressed with uh, by the students in JA currently? I will give you an excellent example. So last fall, I was teaching a class at. Southwest here in town with uh, Josh Heinrichs, mm-hmm. who is uh, whose team won the national championship 
in the Junior Achievement Stock Market Challenges here. Little Lincoln, Nebraska went on and won a national championship. Wasn't there multiple Nebraska? Yeah, uh, four, three teams from Nebraska went, and they all finished in the top 10. That's which incredible. Is, which is just amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting in front of this group of kids, and they're all 10th, 11th graders. And it was yeah. a 8.15 in the morning class. So it was a little rough to start <laughs> yeah. with. And it just so happened that we were talking about business ethics. And that exact same week when there was a little controversy between Adidas and Kanye West. And if you can remember what I'm talking about, yep. about, mm-hmm. you know, some some things he had said online. And then Adidas as a business has to make a decision. Yep. They have to make a decision about their bottom line in regards to what is our impact if we continue to have this as a representative in his own shoe line and all the rest of that mm-hmm. versus what we have in inventory, what we're going to do in the future, what's six months from now, a year from now. And just bringing up that little tidbit of because every kid in that class knew exactly what we were talking when we brought that up. And if I'm using a textbook that was made from 2017, yes. it's yes. not relevant time. That's a tough sell, right? Because in 2017, this was a pre-COVID. These kids were in fifth grade. They're not going to know that type yeah. of stuff. But this was an in-the-moment type of thing that every kid in that class all of a sudden popped up and had an opinion about what Adidas should do. And having that conversation was impactful for me because I walked away thinking really good about myself. I had these mm-hmm. kids engaged and whether they went on their next period in class and that stayed in their mind or the next week when I came back, they remembered that conversation. But in that moment, they put themselves in the shoes of a company and really thought about what's going to happen to our shareholders mm-hmm. and what is our obligation to society, their community, and all the rest of that. And it's not an easy – there was no right answer. There's zero right answer. And having a kid really understand that there isn't a right answer. And what was that age That's group okay. again? That they were ninth, 10th, 11th graders. Okay. You know, they were high school kids at, at Southwest. And that there doesn't have to be a right answer. Yeah. And, and sometimes at school that's hard because mm-hmm. there usually is a right answer. You take a math test, yeah. 4 plus 4 equals 8. You know, there's a right answer. You have a science question. There's a right answer. And a lot of times when it comes to – how we do things in the world when it comes to money and business and all the rest of that, there isn't a right answer. Mm -hmm. There's consequences to decisions and they could be good or they could be bad and they could be good or bad in the moment or six months from now or a year from now. And those kids were so engaged on that day Mm -hmm. solely because I happened to be in the classroom when this thing happened in the universe and it just so coincided with what we were talking about. It was an amazing day, what that looks like. And those are those little types of things that, you can't write on a test. You can't do a quiz and see if they retain that knowledge. It's really just about everybody expressing their own kind of views, and you challenge them and say, well, they should have done this. I'm like, well, what happens if they do this and this happens? And I said, oh, I didn't really think about that. And it's those little sparks that all of a sudden you had a bunch of kids with their heads down. And it's so early in the morning, and they haven't eaten, you know, and all the rest of that stuff. And then they and got CEO they, stress and they, yeah. and, then, yeah. and, then, and then they perk up, and they think, wow, you know, and all of a sudden I'm engaged because maybe I have a pair of Yeezys on. Maybe I wanted a pair of Yeezys, or maybe my backpack says Adidas on the back of it. Or maybe now I'm going to choose Nike, not because of Adidas or something like yeah. that. So all of a sudden I'm voting with the power of my dollar. And that's a very important thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Understanding so, that. Yeah. So that with um, – uh, but light. Yeah. So that's, that's a great example. It'd be a little <laughs> tough to sell to high schoolers. Yes, but probably. light. But, Let's yeah. <laughs> but I mean, these things are going to constantly come up. And yeah. we live in an environment right now where we're inundated with in-the-moment things, whether mm-hmm. it's Twitter, whether it's Instagram, where it's all the rest of that stuff. And these kids are on that all the time. They know way more than I'm ever going to know. I mean, I just learned how to do some of this stuff. <laughs> but uh, being able to tie that back in, it has nothing to do with my job. I don't work for Adidas. I don't have anything to do with it. I don't have a stake in this. But I was aware of it in that moment. Mm-hmm. And it just coincided with what we were talking about. And I brought that experience in and posed the question. 
And for 45 minutes, we talked about that question. And it tied into everything we were supposed to do because it was a business ethics decision. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's one of those amazing things that I'll never forget, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now. And there's 30 kids in that classroom and maybe 15 of them remember. But those 15 kids will always remember that. And whether that afternoon they went online and on Amazon decided to buy something Adidas or not, they all of a sudden consciously made a decision to think about something that, that turned a gear in their head that maybe wouldn't have happened before. And those are those amazing stories when we talk to our volunteers that I can't put on an annual report. Right. I can't supply back and say, okay, of the 18,000 kids we did in, in Lincoln this last year, I can't quantify that. Mm-hmm. But those are those amazing stories that we hear every time we talk to our volunteers, which is really what about our dinner auction is all about, this, this culmination of celebrating these experiences. Because all those peoples at those tables have a story yeah. because they've been doing it and they've bought into it. Yeah, and like you said, you know, who knows how far those ripples go. Yeah. You know, you'll never see mm-hmm. the full light of it, but you know you made an impact. Um, you see it all the time with all these programs. The ripple effects they make, uh, it just makes the community of Lincoln a better place. So, again, it's awesome work that you guys do. But we got to go to break here, and we got one more segment with Junior Achievements. Again, we're going all the way up until... 8 o'clock, and then after that, from 8 to 9, it'll be me going solo, uh, talking hoops. we got that going 8 to 9 o'clock. So, again, be sure to stay tuned in for Ticket Weeknights, but this is Junior Achievement Hour. we got one more segment. We'll catch you guys on the other side of the break. Now, back to the Junior Achievement Hour on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back into the Junior Achievement Hour. Again, you guys want to join the show, Starter Heyman text line 402-464-5685, as well as we're streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, and Allo Channel 951. And if you're curious, you can go to lincoln.ja.org to catch any more information in case you missed it, or go to ticketfm.com, catch any of the podcasts, and we'll have that information for you as well. But we've got a little bit of time here. Um, I want to throw it to you guys and go ahead and get rid of any little bit of house cleaning we have left, anything we want to shout out before we get out of here. Yeah, I think, you know, we would just love to have everybody join us at dinner and auction. And if that's kind of not your vibe, there's plenty of other options to get involved. We would love any and all volunteers. Um, I think that is probably most important. I, as the president, I have to kind of balance, you know, we need money to keep going, but we also need volunteers to keep going. They're equally as important. So people and money are one in the same and we you know it's the great people that show up at dinner and auction that have the stories to tell and have all of those things to sit here and say you know this this is what students will remember um i'm a ja kid so i you know i can remember again dating myself i can remember being taught to write a check and the few times that I write a check now, like in my brain, I go back to that individual sitting me down and being like, okay, but like if for the sense you have to put one, two, and then (laughs) then you put the cross, you know, so these things stick with people forever. And I think that's the biggest thing that I take away when I go into a classroom and I teach. And for me, I'm like, I like the middle school age because I think, you know, they think they're too cool, but they also know that they need to learn some things and they're ready. But those kids are going to remember this stuff, right? So as we celebrate the companies that make this happen, we celebrate the school districts and the teachers that embrace us and allow us to come in. You know, it's a great opportunity to come and celebrate and build and, you know, lay the foundation for another great year of success and allowing us to provide this curriculum to students, teachers, school districts at no cost. But 
outside of that, like we need, we need people to make that happen because one of the things you'll hear a lot of is, okay, let's just eliminate the volunteer. Wouldn't that make it easier? Yeah, it makes it easier. Obviously, you know, our, our job would be easy peasy if we were just handing out curriculum, but you would lose that impact. You would lose the impact of having somebody who is, you know, a market professional who has done this, who has made their bumps and their bruises along the way and comes in and says, you know what, if I can do it, you can do it too. And this is all that you have to do. It's not, you know, it's not rocket science really to find your place in the world and we all have our own way we all have our own path we're all going to figure it out together but just making sure that you don't make some of the massive fails (laughs) and flips that other people have made Um, so just learning from past mistakes taking the advice of people that are there and then finding your mentor along the way yeah and for those that are unable to join us yeah. on September 22nd in person, you can still participate because the big part of dinner and auction is the auction part. Yes. So we have great live auction items, which are a little difficult if you're not in the room, but our silent auction items can be bid on by anybody, whether you participate in it. Yeah. And they are they range from maybe a bottle of spirits mm-hmm. to some experiences that local companies around Lincoln donated to all those sorts of things. So like I know for the ticket, I mean, one of the couple of things we're doing is you can bid on and win to have a round of golf with Amon Green or Eric Strickland or um, Aaron Davis, or maybe even your own little t- plug on the radio if it's a business you want to yeah. get in part of. But uh, we have lots of opportunities for you ability to give back. And if you don't want to buy an item and mm-hmm. you would love to volunteer, but it's maybe something that's not in your wheelhouse. And that's going to happen, right? Whether you just don't have the time during the day or something like that. There's always an opportunity to go online and just make a donation. Yes. 10 bucks, 5 bucks, $25. Those little tiny monetary donations allow us to continue to do what we do. So next year we can serve 19,000 kids <laughs> in Lincoln and get that many more classrooms and give that material for that volunteer that maybe you can't be that volunteer, but you want to support that volunteer. There's lots of avenues for that. Yes. Absolutely. And I think that's a great way to end it. I <laughs> uh, appreciate you guys so much for coming in, representing Junior Achievements as well as you guys did. And again, lincoln.ja.org in case you missed any of the information. And we'll have this podcast up tonight, probably around um, 10 o'clock or so in case you missed it. Catch it tomorrow or go ticketfm.com to catch any of the past podcasts. It's all up there for you. Thank you guys so much for joining me in studio today. Ticket Weeknights with Harrison Arns going to be up next. We're going for an hour, going solo, 8 to 9 o'clock. We'll see you guys in a bit. <laughs>